Another guest, another podcast. We are back this week. Thank you for tuning in again. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. Also, don't forget, use code SHIPBOX, S-H-I-P-B-O-X, for free shipping on orders over $35 on a website. Let's start the show. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John, and today we're going coast to coast. He is the founder of FanAmp, an app that provides all social news and interactivity that you need to make the most out of what you love. And I love racing. So I'm on there now. Greg, all the way from New York, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. I wish I got the plane ticket to come do it in the studio. <laughs> I never got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, you really? I sent it in the mail. I, there must oh, be some, I don't know, damn. something that coast to coast travel. It's just a long trip, man. Yeah, it's, a it's, long a long, trip. it's a long trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no, super hilarious. excited to be here. Yeah, no, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for joining me. We met online. It was a bit of an adventure. You've got a lot of representatives on your social media. So I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to talk about, you know, what you do. And we'll get into all that. Um, but I was like, you yeah, know, who, who is this person, right? So I, I hit up somebody <laughs> on, I DM'd you. I DM'd the account. I'm like, uh, yeah, you want to come on the podcast? You're like, yeah, shoot me an email. You send me the email. And I'm still thinking, like, who who can I expect here? I, I don't know anymore because for a little while it was Johnny. He he was the one yeah. that I saw the most on social media. And then I was like, that's who I was expecting. And then we had a little planning session earlier in the week. That's when I called you Wizard of Oz, you know, because I hadn't seen <laughs> who you were. You did, uh, yes. But yeah, yeah. And so, and, and, but then you also shared that you kind of felt the same way too. You didn't really know who the face behind 91 Octane was too. So that was like a first time we met, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, like the typical what your parents tell you not to do online. It <laughs> yeah. was great. Just meet yeah. a stranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. And, and you know, we'll uh, on this podcast today, we're going to go through some headlines. We're going to cover a little about you. We'll talk a little bit about FanAmp. And then, of course, we're, you're going to get a chance at recrowning the King Motorhead as yourself. And we'll talk about that more when we get there. But let's start with our first headline. Verstappen reveals his version of the tortoise and the hare, where the hare always wins. <laughs> Verstappen has been absolutely surgical this year, dominating in F1 left and right. I, I think we're witnessing history. That's not really a point of argument anymore. Are you still watching races with the same excitement uh, as the start of the season? Uh, that's a funny one. I So I was lucky enough to be in Singapore in Japan and it felt night and day because Singapore, he was struggling. And so like there was, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. There was like this energy in the air. Like when you knew that someone else was going to be on the podium and it's not that I like wish anything ill of him. Like I, it's incredible. And I respect how he basically seems like this person who just shows up and he's like, I'm just going to do an amazing job today. And right. like every day he's just like, I'm going to work hard. And I like, he, that's his mindset. So I respect it, but it felt really cool to see someone else up there. And so, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's hard because 
it's not exciting to see the same person win, and it's not that you wish badly on him. It's just like if it becomes the exact same thing, yeah, it's a challenge. Oh, big time, big time. And that's sort of how, I mean, the, the meme right now, right, is they we're watching second place through, you know, 20th yeah. instead, of, instead of the first place finish because we know what's going to happen. Um, you mentioned you were in Singapore for the race. Were you there for the race? Were you there for something else and you ended up at the race? How did that happen? Um, so went for the race, like, well, I guess for fan amp and for supporting the community and for, uh, kind of spreading the brand. And part of that was naturally going to the race and, and being able to experience that I, I had worked in Singapore years ago for a period of time. And so I had, I'd been in the city and I love it, but this was the opportunity to go back. I, I left uh, when I was there for work, I left the week before the race in like oh. 98, uh, 2018 and I didn't stay and I should have. Um, and so this was my redemption story and yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, was it, uh, did it take fan app for you to go to a race or, or did, or had you already been to a race before fan app? It took the app to go. Um, like candidly, I got into the sport well, well, I was building the app. Um, and so I have been doing it for about two and a half years between like the, like starting on the idea, uh, figuring out what it would really take shape as where we would start, like what kind of sports and shows and happy to talk about that. But originally we were looking or we were playing around with UFC. My brother's a huge UFC fan. Um, I've been to multiple fights with him in Vegas and in New York and, I love it, but I didn't know how to follow it the same way he did. And that kind of helped prompt me with this idea. And in that process, a friend of mine said, you should, you should watch Drive to Survive. You should look into F1. I think you'll really love it. And I watched it. And the thing that I thought was the coolest thing ever was the tire degradation. I was like, <laughs> it is amazing that every lap is slower and slower. Like, yeah, like the glitz, the glamour is cool. But like, I was like, the, these cars, it's incredible. Um, and so we're that got all, me to look into it more in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. So it was amazing. So anyway, that that got me into it. That once I saw that, and I I saw a lot of similarities. Um, I really liked the sport, and so I, I started to go into it more and more, and I was hooked. And then at that point, it was like, all right, like this is a, you gotta have your passion behind it. This feels really passion driven to me. Uh, let's go. And so we went to. Austin, and then went to Mexico City soon after that. Um, we went with a whole group of friends, and I think I'm up to nine now. So, Oh, wow. You've been to nine races. I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah. Something around are, that. Just there are you are you, going, uh, are you going to Austin this year? Yeah, yeah. The team's actually going down, too, so oh, it'll okay, be really cool. fun. Are you going to yeah. all the U.S. races, including Vegas? Yeah, actually, this year will be, yes. Yeah, so oh, I did Miami. Okay. Doing Austin and then gonna go to Vegas. Uh, yeah, nice. Are you? Do you attend SEMA also? No, 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 no. no. It's so far no it's strictly been. Yeah. Okay, have you been to SEMA before? No, I have. No, not. interesting. Why? Why you'll have to? You... You'll have to take me. I don't know. No, I yeah. just never, never. Yeah, did. yeah. I guess if that plane ticket, plane ticket, ever. I was literally it. about <laughs> to say, just swap it for uh, you know a trip to Vegas. Oh, it's, not, <laughs> it's in the same envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're you're an expensive guest, man. This is good. I like it. Uh, I like it. Yeah. How, how many? How many have you been to? I, I've I've been to zero races, zero F one. No races. way. Yeah, zero F one races. Um, 
Yeah, I th- I like I track myself, and so I like to put all my money into that, mm-hmm. and so the F one races look way more expensive. I do. I did want to go to Vegas, but the the ticket to attend wasn't that bad. But getting a hotel stay was like three times the cost. Of Wait, the what race. tickets were you look at? They were so expensive. Uh, yeah, it was great because we wanted to stay on the strip. Ideally, yeah, the original yeah. plan was to get a room that you could see the race from, but that's like impossible. That's impossible. I said the exact yeah. same thing. I said <laughs> yeah. DIY hospitality suite. Yeah, yeah, dude. It would. Be, yeah, exactly. It would have been awesome to see the race that way. It's kind of how we watch car chases in LA. You know, like <laughs> we see out the window and then see the helicopters and then you watch it on TV. It's awesome. But anyway, back to the headline. Um, you know the story. The story of the tortoise and the hare. When I was putting this uh, headline together, I thought, you know, how many people do believe the tortoise wins? Like, took the lesson from the book, or secretly side with the hare? Which one are you? Did you believe that slow and steady wins the race, or did you always secretly side with the hare? Uh, can I can I answer? <laughs> in between and say uh and I, I literally just thought of this but the 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 tortoise loses the first one and the hare gets overconfident and will win <laughs> less and less and the tortoise eventually figures it out oh you, so something you have, like that this is you have sequels to the story i yeah, didn't even oh, consider yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah the first no, one was so good why not <laughs> you're right you're right man you're right that's it's, uh, exactly it's the same what director happened. as uh fast and the furious he's made yeah. like 20 of them so it's the <laughs> yeah. same thing that's exactly right man that's okay good okay that was a better answer than i was expecting although I was <laughs> what, which were you were you the I, were you the uh, I, hair or the I, I i was kind of in between two i didn't have a sequel story but <laughs> it, it was kind of like i mean just the fastest usually wins, right? Slow. I get the concept of slow and steady, right? But when you're talking racing, it's going to be the hair. So I yeah. guess it's situation dependent. But let's get <laughs> into our next headline here. Thanks to the Mark V super success, Toyota expands collaboration with BMW across entire vehicle lineup. By now, we can admit that BMW and Toyota brought us a hit with the Supra. Uh, what's your opinion on the Supra? Oh my god! I, I, you, this is the problem. Is I have no idea. I drove a Dodge Caliber and a minivan, and I live in New York City, so I have no car. <laughs> so <Or> Dad, <laughs> maybe tell me about it, and I'll uh, I'll give you thoughts. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we're gonna have to coach you up on some cars. This is gonna be hard because so in on on one octane, we haven't brought this back in a while. We have what we refer to as the Dro Report. Okay. And you might have made it more interesting. So what the DRO report is, it's sort of a fuck, Mary kill, but for car guys. D-R-O okay. stands for demolition derby, rent, or own. And I was okay. going to give you three cars, and okay. you would have to decide which one you demolition derby, which one you decide to rent for a weekend, and which one you outright own. And okay. you're not really a car guy, we've learned a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> Although <Shit>. you... <laughs> <laughs> you have Damn two it. minivans. I thought I'm going to get at least 20 minutes into this before that came out. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that's what happens when you come on an automotive podcast, Greg. I know, I know, I know. This is bad PR. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great, man. This is that we learn together, man. This is awesome. And so the the way the direction I was going with this is going to be BMW collaboration. So BMW collaborated with collaborated with McLaren on the uh, McLaren F1. Are you familiar okay. with that? No. <laughs> Let me Google it. One minute. This right, is going to yeah, be so yeah. embarrassing for the next hour. I'm so sorry to everyone listening and watching. No. Not at all, man. Not at all. So I have specs for you. I have stuff for you. So don't worry. But you can look up the pictures. And BMW collaborated with the Lamborghini on the BMW M1. Okay. So these are going to be the cars that you decide to either... Uh, Demolition Derby, rent or own. You've got the Toyota Supra, you've got the McLaren F1, and you've got the BMW M1. Okay. Where do you put these cars? And we can talk horsepower, we can talk uh, zero to sixty, we can talk curb weight. I don't know. You, you. Oh, let's start with curb weight. That that <laughs> for a guy who knows jack shit about cars, let's start with curb weight. All right, all right. Here we go. So the Toyota Supra curb weight thirty three hundred forty three pounds. The McLaren F1, 2,579 pounds. And the BMW M1, 2,867 pounds. And the M1 is the one from the 80s, 70 to yes, 80s. Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm cl- I'm, yeah. I can read Wikipedia. I can read. I know nothing about cars, but I can read. <laughs> no, we're good, man. This is, this is even – I'm more curious about your perspective now. You know, you're a minivan um, collector. You know, we've learned. <laughs> I wasn't a collector. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> Not at all, man. Not at all. We love a good minivan on 91 Octane. Shout out to Randy. <laughs> I love but, the um I like the Supra a lot. Yeah. I like yeah, I do too, man. I do too. I drove it uh had it for a weekend and I've wanted one since. And they look pretty nice too, yeah. How was it to drive? Oh, amazing. Amazing. Out of the box, like it it, it it almost felt like a cheat code for performance driving, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, taking it to the track or even taking it to the canyons. It was very easy to drive, very easy to direct. Uh, instant power. The transmission is absolutely amazing, despite being a torque converter transmission. It just all felt good, um, and it looks good too. So it, it's nice to to be in a car that looks as good as it performs. Um, and I would, that car would be an easy track car slash street car any day where you wouldn't even have to modify it. You could just take it to the track, have fun and head back home on the street looking good. I love that car, man. I like that. I mean, like the, the ease of getting, like just going with it. I wouldn't, I'd be the kind of person who'd be like, all right, you know what you're talking about. Tell me what to do. Like, just give me something that works. Uh, not in a way of like sacrifice on the performance or whatnot, but just like I'd like trust in someone's opinion. And so if it's something that like out of the box just feels really good, that would draw me into it. Yeah. For, have you gotten curious about curious about driving? So it's uh, it's hard because like being here in the city, right? Like there's no opportunity. And, and it's interesting because I, so my, I, I grew up in uh, upstate New York or, or upstate from the city. Um, and so we, we grew up driving the minivan, <laughs> um, but that sort of like the comfort that you have when you drive often and then like how it becomes second nature, I've lost it. And so every time I've gone behind the wheel with like a rental or anything, 
I just still feel a bit on edge and like, obviously it's not a good thing, but it's just, you lose that comfort. And so being here and like not having a place to like just easily go and get a car and I'm not going to pay to store one in a garage. Not that I have one anyway. It's just, it's, it's harder. Yeah. That's diff. So you walk everywhere. Walk subway. We like, or city bike has become a thing. Um, well not become a thing. It is a thing I've gotten into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But biking like on the West side highway is easy. And so that to me is like how you get around versus a, a car. It's just not, not a thing that you do. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a departure from out here where yeah everything is so spread out. You have to have a car driving is, I mean, since I was 18, I probably had, I was probably commuting at least three hours a day, whether it was for work. It's for insane school. what you guys yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Like LA traffic is so, or like all of California in general, it's just terrible. Oh yeah. Big time, big time. But now I'm, I'm not going to let you get away with uh, distracting me. All here. Right, we're going right. to, we're, right. <laughs> we're going to go back to the draw report. I'm curious, you know, which one do you own? Which one do you rent? Which one are you demolition derby? Uh, so I'm definitely demolition derby the, the M one. I just okay. It gives me for some reason I get a Delorean vibe. I'm probably gonna get flamed for saying any of this. But <laughs> it is it is it wedgy. Me, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get so that. Got, yeah, a little bit of that. Don't love that. Um, so then rent or own? Probably rent the McLaren. Try it out. But like I liked what you sold me on the Supra. Yeah, you sold me on the Supra. Yeah, I well let maybe let me throw you a curveball here then right. The Toyota, okay. the Super Specs are 382 horsepower, 368 okay. foot-pounds of torque, a 0 to 60 at 3.9 seconds. The McLaren F1, 618 horsepower, 479 foot-pounds of torque, <laughs> 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds. <laughs> is this is this how you call me an idiot? <laughs> Subtly? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Not at all. Not <laughs> Not why did i do this why did i do this <laughs> not at all not at all we no i just i, right, I wanted I change I, 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 <laughs> I wanted to give you an opportunity right because i look that's what this is why i wanted your perspective because i can't detach myself from these specs anymore like I, mm. i've been around it so much that it's i can't look at the car without knowing this performance but your mm. perspective is coming from from being able to detach from that. So I was really yeah. curious where you would land, and if you would correct with the with the new figures coming out. But I wasn't trying. I mean, to look, a, a fast. No, no, I I know, I know. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I know. I know my place. Um, I, I look. I think this. The I have honestly, I've never even been in a car like that. Like I, I could not even conceptualize what that's like and i think it'd be amazing to do it um but my question to you would be like other than the track where do you really feel like you you use it or like feel that is it just like getting on and off a highway or is there any place that you can go day to day to really feel it day to day no so that's a really really good question because the reality is unless you're going to the track and we're spoiled out here we have a lot of them but unless mm -hmm. you're going to the track, you're not really going to unbottle most of that. You might with turbo cars now, you're going to feel that a little acceleration. You just daily driving, you can enjoy some of that, but you're not going to get past 60 miles an hour on the street, right? Maybe 80 miles an hour on the highway. 
Um, what people do here sometimes they go to the canyons, which you know that's mm. a it's mixed on that right. It is illegal. It is dangerous. But if you go early enough, there's nobody out there, right? So. I, my recommendation is if you want to enjoy these cars, always go to the track. Otherwise, they are to look good, and that's kind of pretty much it. Um, mm. You know, there there is a huge street car scene out here, so everyone's got their own flavor of these different models. But um, do you ever I go to of- like the shows? Like the like I've seen it. My brother used to live in LA, and so uh, like once in a while, I'd see a lot of people in like a parking lot with like the cars kind of parked together and you have the hoods up and maybe some underglow, like any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Underglow's making a comeback. I'm surprised you're saying it? that. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing it more and more again. I hadn't seen it like early two thousands is when you saw yeah. underglow, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're starting to see it again. Now it's like how it came back is I think it came back ironically. Like mm. someone was just trying to be ironic and then enough people saw it. They were like, Hey, that looks cool. I'm gonna do that. And so at shows, <laughs> we forgot our minds yeah, erased, yeah. our memories erased. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. And so we're seeing it again. But yeah, um, cars and coffee. There's a cars and coffee every weekend somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. There are meets. There are groups here like Urban Canvas. Shout out to Urban Canvas that are solely dedicated to bringing people together, whether it be at a parking lot or a big show or even going to the track. So there's. You know, for every make and model, there are different flavors of groups that you can go to. And so it's easy to get sucked into that scene. And, and you, if you wanted, you could have something to do every Friday, Saturday and Sunday out here with cars. How often do you go? Like, are you end up, do you go to these a lot or mostly um, track? I mostly was going to the track. And then with a few specific groups, I'd go to like big meets. I do go to SEMA, you know, for car stuff. Uh, but I haven't really regular regularly attended uh, like cars and coffee and smaller stuff like that probably in maybe three years, three or four years, probably since COVID hit. I just never really went back to Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like that would have been like a nice COVID thing. Like you're outside. Well, COVID, it was, it was the track. That's what it became. Mm. Like I built my race car during COVID. Um, that's getting those three hours back from that commute is how I built that car. And so every weekend that I could, once it was put together, was going to the track. I need to go to the track. I need to get better because the plan was to compete. Um, So that that was a direction that I was going in. But, yeah, I mean, there's it's uh, it's a very expensive hobby, even if you keep it into a singular thing, you know, so you start spraying it out to all these other things. Forget about it. Forget about it. You're not going to I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. No, I can only imagine with you. You're saving so, so much money, man. I'm envious. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, like just putting it away. But, you know, I, I guess it, it's hard for me to watch racing without getting excited about the driving piece of it, right? And so when you are watching these races, is it really just a sport that you watch? Or do you ever think, man, like, it'd be cool to either get a ride along or, you know, actually drive on a track? I know you've mentioned that you feel a little nervous, but is there a desire to, to do so? I mean, a hundred percent. I, I would, because I think the, maybe like the Qatar example from this past week is is a good one. Um, in that, you know, you're sitting and you're watching at home, uh, you're in an air conditioned apartment or it's the fall and it's cool. And I've never been in a car like that. So I have literally no way to relate to what's being done. Whereas like, if you watch football, 
Well, my brother used to beat the shit out of me growing up, <laughs> even though he was younger. And I, I've run a mile. So like, I know how to be exhausted, right? Like I, yeah. I have some concept of what's going on. Um, and so for this, it's like, I, I think it would help relate to what's going on. I think it would make it feel more tangible and it would just go to change the perspective even more than what you, you get just by watching. So I think it'd be really cool to experience it. And it's not for lack of, of want. It's just, uh, the opportunity hasn't been there yet, I guess, where I've done it. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to look for ways to give you that opportunity, I think. You well, know, I'm going to come to L.A. before <laughs> Vegas, so you'll uh, oh, okay, I'll, have cool. to, I'll have to find my way to you, yeah, even though yeah, there's we'll no plane up. ticket, and you'll, uh, you'll listen <laughs> yeah. around. If you're already here, it's a lot easier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but we'll, we'll – no, definitely. We definitely have to link up, man. That's uh, – yeah, because I think it's a big piece of – track life is sort of extending that branch and getting more people involved right because it is a very niche sport uh for like you know amateur racers and just take weekend warriors going to the track so it'd be cool to get you out there and you're right that it's it's a whole different perspective um that you're experiencing that in you know maybe you end up in an f1 car i don't know how old you are maybe maybe you know in five years yeah, yeah. i that minivan i took a bumper off the car next to me in the parking lot like we're not <laughs> we're I'm not getting in an f1 car <laughs> That means you're close, man. You're pushing the limit, right? That's yeah, what it's about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, going literally one mile an hour. Yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, man. All right, the next and final headline in the segment, Adrian Newey admits building Red Bull's Formula One RB19 by watching YouTube videos just like us. Yes, just like us, man. I, I built my race car using YouTube videos. Is there anything you've built that you're proud of using YouTube videos? Uh, I built my PC. Oh, n nice! Off of, off of YouTube yeah. videos. What is off it? Of what do you have? Uh, well, it's not. It's not this one. It was the one before it. Um, it was. I don't even remember what it was. It was uh, probably some Nvidia card. Like it was a whole custom built. I think it was um, Newegg. Like pick all the parts out, put the whole thing together. I remember put like dropping the processor into the motherboard and like panicking that it was not going to turn on. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, there's a lot, there's like YouTube. troubleshooting and videos for everything, right? Like it's, uh, I remember back in the day, um, I don't know if maybe this was the case for you too with computers, like forums were a thing mm -hmm. and you had to be more polished with your search functions and, you know, digging into the internet for information was hard or you had manuals. Now you're getting fully certified in, uh, you know, in whatever you want to get through YouTube. Right. I yeah. built my car. There's 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 a video for literally everything and it makes it easy um, to move into that direction. Now, I, my next question, I'm going to ask it anyway, because I think it's even funnier. Right. Okay. Out of the cars, yeah. out of the cars that you own, <laughs> which one, which one would you build into a race car? Oh, uh, I mean, without a doubt, it would have been the minivan because it would just be so like comically like out of place that it would fit my my style. Like, I just think it'd be funny. And you'd, you'd be surprised, though. There are Honda Odyssey race cars out there right now. Seriously? Currently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doing pretty decent level amateur racing. Too. Where? It, like, what? Uh, and is it a special series or is it? Uh, I don't know that there there's probably a minivan series by now. I'm not sure about that, but this was I'm a sure. project with Honda. But I, I think at this point, I mean, there's like 
in England they have uh, two decker buses races. I saw. I was literally gonna ask you. Like <laughs> yeah. that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I love like an underdog car. So a minivan yeah. race car that would be dope. That would be you could do a lot of damage. And there's enough R and D out yeah. there to where it would be fine, right? <laughs> I think the I think the operative word is damage. I would just damage something. <laughs> just a lot of damage. But speaking yeah. about damage. Yeah. Uh, are the drivers in Qatar seem to have taken a lot of damage with a lot of that heat? Um, you are, as of now, our official F1 correspondent. Love so, it. yeah. So, what I want to know, like, is what what is your opinion on how that went down? The conditions? Should we go back? Are there easier solutions that we should approach? What? How do you feel about that? I mean. If you look at all the videos that come through, right, like uh, people driving to try and air their hands out or um, uh, get air to come through their their uh, protective suits to cool their bodies off, people throwing up in their helmet 15 laps into a race, people having to stop, uh, yeah, sick, but also dehydrated, like, or getting helped out of the car at the end, I, that can't possibly be good. And I've sat in a sauna for 10 minutes and gotten uncomfortable. Like I can only imagine doing that for an extended period of time at significant duress and, and that being okay. So like maybe pick a different time of year. I, like, you know, like there, there has to be some limit for the human body and for these people. And like, I can't imagine that. What was it? Acute, someone had acute heat exposure yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't know the technical nature of it, but like, sounds pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was horrible. Like, uh, you know, some of those, con- some of those conditions that those guys were in, like throwing up in a car, like you throw up bad enough in a helmet, and you can't see. You know, it's not yeah. just like being sick. It's like now you're talking about physical limitations coming from this sickness. Yeah, so I've wondered, like. You know, there's been a lot of a lot of races in F1. If we had to replace Qatar, what would you replace it with? Like pick anywhere, pick anywhere. anywhere I yeah. Do. Ooh, that's a really good question. So there's a bunch in Europe. I wouldn't do there. You have one in Brazil already. I've never been, but I'd love to go. I I don't know why this comes to mind. But I think it'd be cool to do like Buenos Aires or like something in down in South America at the tip. Like I'm just oh, picturing yeah. the salt flats and having a cool race like on the salt flats. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't, I was. I was thinking like Europe. I was like considering like <laughs> Nurburgring, although that's dangerous. Well, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah that's dangerous. No, though. but I think I I I much rather take your option. One, it's closer to me, and two, it'd be nice <laughs> to go back to South America, especially after. Uh, Marco's comments earlier this year, you know, kind yeah. of force him, get him to get some culture in his life. Like, hey, you got yeah. to go down there again. <laughs> but uh, but that would be really cool. That would be really cool. Get to race in Argentina. I'd be down for that. And right? I think That'd so, too. Awesome. Like, I think we I, I think I mean, I don't know. the I don't know the weather year round in Qatar, but all I've heard is the problems with the heat, even during the World Cup with the soccer yeah. teams. So I think it's I think it's we got to change it. There's there's no other way. But yeah. now I want to know, you've described a bit of a fender bender you got into driving at the limit with those minivans. What's the most dangerous situation you've been in in a car? Ooh, um, the one that jumps to mind, I was in college. So I went to a school um, up in Ithaca, New York. And okay. if you're not familiar, it's very hilly. 
a lot of like cliffs or like very steep drops and it snows and it gets very cold in the winter, all that stuff. And there was a hill in College Town that was very steep and it kind of went all the way down from where school was, where the campus was, down to the town at the very bottom, very steep the whole way down. And there were a couple drop-offs where like intersections. And I remember going down this, it was in the middle of the winter, it was icy and the car just would not stop coming at this like four-way intersection. And I had to like rip the e-brake, panicked. Like it was the first time I, first and only time I've ever ripped an e-brake. And thankfully like between that and kind of like swerving a little bit and just praying that it would stop like right literally right as it hit the bottom it stopped oh and you didn't hit any other cars no, no thank god oh not that wow. time I've, that's happened before <laughs> but not, no. not that time thankfully it stopped oh man yeah, I've, I've only ever heard stories of this, but n- you never experienced it ever before. I did have a, a snow day recently. It's like the first time it, it snowed like near here and at Willow Springs, California. And mm. I had a track day. I left early enough to miss the sort of worst of snowing because a lot of people were prevented from entering the area of the track or where the track is, Rosamond, because of how much yeah. snow was falling. How I, much did I you spun get? out. Uh, I, I, you got me. You got you guys measure that all the time, so I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, but I, I guess I it's like that's not normal for you at all, right? I, oh, not at all, not at all. Yeah, and I would. Yeah. I guess I would describe like it was probably like maybe an inch of snow on the ground. Yeah, that's a lot. That for, I was driving I mean, that's to. Insane for California. Oh yeah. yeah, for us, you know, I wasn't ready for it. It was I was trailering a race car, driving through the snow, and every little blip of the throttle the 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 tail of my truck is coming out including mm. with the trailer i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna make it luckily i made <laughs> it and i was still dumb enough to drive and i spun out three times three total times the last time was at 120 miles an hour so Jesus. I, it was the most fun experience i've ever had i've never had to practice my skills in those conditions so i felt like a better driver because of it yeah. but i'm okay if i never do it again <laughs> I'm okay if I never do it again. <laughs> we used to like growing up, you'd get like a foot of snow at a time and you would just go out and drive it. Like, like people would stay home, but you could go out and drive in it. I remember loving it. Like you're out on the road. No one's there. You know, you go slower, um, but it was fun. And every yeah. time anyone else in the, anywhere else in the country where you don't get snow, you hear about it. It's like people are losing their shit just like oh, over, man, over here, an inch. Out here, dude, it rains and people lose their minds. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's nuts out here. It's God. Yeah. No, that's a whole other story. But now I want to learn a little more about you, a little bit more about uh, FanAmp. You are the founder of FanAmp, which to me is wild. Honestly, like your app is kick ass. Uh, I love like Thank the you. whole concept. It's uh, I, I like what you're doing. And I'm glad you went Formula One and not UFC because, uh, you. you know, <laughs> yeah, I brought this this relation. I, I'm not into UFC. Are you into UFC now? Um, I, I really do like it. I like, well, and maybe this gets to like, maybe where you're going with it, if I'm preempting it a bit, but to me, the biggest thing is, is seeing other people happy and bringing them together. Like just naturally, we had talked about this a bit before we did the show at all. Like just by background, it's always been like operations, process improvement, like making sure the experience for other people is better. And like, that's always where I've naturally gravitated 
And even in school, it was like events or things like executing it, not so much being in it because I just want to make other people happy. And so like with UFC, yeah, I really enjoy it. I like watching, I like going. Um, but I also just love like the fact that my brother loves it and I get to sort of see how happy it makes him and our friends and how we can spend time together. Um, and so it's a bit of, it's a bit of both. That's cool. It sounds like, uh, like along with your passion for race and this is, you have a passion for people a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and kind of you, you, you derive happiness from everybody else's happiness too. That's cool. Literally. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, man. And so you, you built this sort of like. You went a long way with it with FanAmp, which I would I would kind of refer to FanAmp as sort of a mega info and collaboration platform, right? There's news, sure. you've got you know uh, race statistics and information. You know you can see leaderboards there. I mean it's it's all there. Um, you know you have bases in which people can communicate with each other, and creators can start their own bases and and sort of nurture a community through your application. Um, since you developed, uh, the concept, the application, all the meat behind it, what would you say are some of the biggest things you've learned either in the car world or putting something like this together in which you're bringing thousands of people together in a large scale? Um, what's a, where to begin with that one? You know, I think the... I think one of the things that I've really learned that I've loved is that the people are all the same, despite what they're passionate about. Right. And what I mean by that is like the way that people are fans, that people care so deeply about something that they want community, they want to come together. They are looking to stay informed and to follow along. And like, this is the thing that when they leave work or when they wake up and they leave work and they've eaten, like, this is the thing that they turn to. That is the same, whether you like the UFC, whether you like Formula One, whether it's the NFL, whatever it is. And so that's been really great because that was one of the ideas going into this. And so I'm really happy that that's been true. And it's been amazing to meet people from all walks of life who have literally grown up in any part of the world who are all the same at the end and they're just a fan of something. Um, and that's been an incredible learning. And I'm like very lucky, like you said, like the the notion of being able to be and, and support people like that's been the best thing about this has been traveling and meeting folks from all over. Um, so that's been a really good learning. And then honestly, just like what it takes to just do this from scratch. And that's like, so like, ambiguous and large, but like it is when I start, I said two and a half years of like time on this. Like, I'm not kidding you. When I started this, I had no idea. <laughs> and, and so it was like, what's day one look like? And day one was this thing. Well, this thing, you know, like what was written down on that piece of paper is literally where we're going. And it's amazing that that was the case. But there are so many steps that came from that. How do you build a brand? Well, okay, you, you now you have a branding. Like, how do you get that branding live to people? How do you market it? How do you break ground on an application? How do you do all of these things and then do it in a way that feels good to you? Because everyone's path is different. I've had many people tell me, do this, do that but it doesn't feel right. And so, yeah, anyway, there's a lot of, of that in this experience too. What are some of those things that maybe not, I was going to ask about like kind of the suggestions that people have made to you, but I guess speaking more generally as to not call anyone out, you know, what, what are some of the, the directions that you took that you felt were sort of against the grain or maybe not the, the unpopular opinion, right? 
Uh, what are some mm. of those decisions you made and, and, you know, why did you make those decisions? Yeah. Uh, first of all, awesome questions. I like, really, I think this is great and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. Like I truly think it's, it's really interesting. I, um, Thank you. I, I, you know, I, I, I will look back on this. We'll see how, how I look back on this when I, when I <laughs> yeah. watch it. But I, one of the things that I heard very early was like, you have to start by just like creating something with existing tools. And I completely understand why people do it, but something about that to me didn't click. And what I mean by that is like, I, I just had this idea. It was so crystal clear in my head of what this thing needs to look like to get started that like the notion of going and using a certain chat thing that's out there and just merging it with a newsletter that's out there. Like it just didn't feel like it got to the point I was trying to get at. And for me, it was like, no, I'm going to build the application. I have it in my head. You asked about the like YouTube tutorials, this application, like the designs of it, I worked with some people along the way, but I've also learned and taught myself Figma to come up with the, like the initial mock-ups and they look okay. like crap, but like, it was just so clear in my head. And that I know that's a different way of going about it, but it just felt authentic to me. Um, and so that was one of the things that's been the, the hard part is like carving your own path into something that's so ambiguous as it is. And no one's going to sit and say, this is the right answer till you've made your way down the pathway. And you look back and go, oh yeah, hindsight, 2020, that was genius. I don't know. Um, and so this is, this is fascinating to me because, you know, you sort of have the control over what it's going to look like and you have an idea of what this was going to look like very early on. And so the elements that I'm looking at in the application, I want to know how far this goes, right? So in terms of the UI and the you know economy of clicks and kind of what I'm looking at in the application and how I'm getting to each feature, you designed those elements just because this is what you wanted to look like. Did you have any examples that you pulled from? How did you mm. come to the decision of what it looks like? And then also, does it look exactly as you designed it originally? Oh, no. The answer to that is... It looks like crap on what I designed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I'll show you sometime the original versions. Oh, yeah. it's bad. Um, and no, so like, uh, I've been able to like take what other people, like, first of all, talking to people, like, without a doubt, it is conversation. I think to me, I think of more of it like the starting point has been the same in terms of the pillars of the experience and what, uh, like you said, news. Like what's there, that to me is is something that's sat in my head. How it looks and feels or like uh, how it gets classified, all these things, like that came as I learned what goes into it because everything is like an iceberg. And like, that's why this path has taken so many twists and turns because like you say you want to do X, but X really means you have to know A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like the list is huge. Um, and so the pillars of the experience have been the consistent part. The, the thing has absolutely evolved. It's evolved all season this year as we've listened to people, gotten feedback, iterated, 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 and we will keep iterating. And so to anyone who's like listening and comes in and signs up, like one, we're grateful to have you. And then two, like we want to hear from you and we want to hear candid feedback, good, bad, because it's all iterative and it will continue to be iterative. Um, so yeah. Okay, man, and God, this is uh, 
this is really cool for me and we're getting kind of nerdy here but this is awesome like i'm very Go interested ahead. in this yeah um in terms of the transition from because you you were working a full-time job when you started this correct yes. so there was a yeah. there was a period of transition where now you're doing this full-time but i'm not so much interested in kind of like what the transition looked like i'm more so interested in 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 your mind, how did that play out? What was the anxiety of making the decision to go from, or the level of anxiety to go from employed and working on a project to now treating this as a business full time? How did you handle kind of the emotions of all of that? Um, to be honest with you, like I had come to a point where I knew in my gut or like heart of hearts that the path that I was on at the time was not what I needed to be doing at that moment. And I, um, for like the context for people, it was a consulting job. I, I had done it for five and change years. Um, it was pretty intense. And before that I had another intense job that I had moved over from. So like it was about a 10 year period of like pretty intense work and I'm grateful for it. I loved the people I worked with. I am it, it, almost to the point to answer your question, I had the confidence and willingness to do it because of that work experience. Like I had seen and done so much that I was so confident in myself, not because I knew what I wanted to do or I just knew that I would, at the end of the day, figure it out. Or if I failed, I wasn't going to feel bad about it. And I had always in my past thought like, oh, if there's a gap on my resume or whatever, if I, if I didn't do well with this, like, are people going to look down on me? And I just got to a point where I was like, I'm just not happy in this. Like, this isn't my calling at least at this moment, let me go try something else. And so I just quit cold turkey. And like, I didn't have um, this idea. I, I literally just knew that it was going to be something else. And as I started to explore and talk to people, that's when I fell in love with doing this for a variety of reasons. And I just every day just woke up and kept doing it. Like you said, with your car, like mm -hmm. a couple hours a day, put the time in. And then eventually like there was like the, the body of the car, like it didn't have paint. It didn't have the engine in it, but like it was starting to take shape and I could see it on the, like I could envision it on the track. And I just knew like, all right, get this on the track, just go. And then at that point I was so far into it. I was so consumed that that was the rest. That's awesome, man. No, that's, I, I, I was sure. And that's, I assumed in the question, right. That you had started the project while you're at work and then created it and it got big enough. And you were like, no, I'm ready to leave this job. You were like, this is just not for me. I got to find another project. Here I go. That's yeah. that's cool, man, to have the confidence, you know, to even do that without the idea already figured out. But let's go with yeah. it back to FanAmp. No, go for it. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I will say, like, I was very lucky. I worked for a firm that was incredibly supportive of people who are deciding to make that change. And, and so they had a program where you are able to spend the time to find the next job. Like you don't get staffed on a project. You have the opportunity to go and do that. And so I took that time to think through what I wanted to do and to ideate. So I am very privileged if that, in that regard. Like I, you put the time in and that's the benefit you get. That's one of the benefits of, of working there. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful for that because I think it's a really powerful way to, or it's, it's something that not many people have. And I, so I'm very lucky for that. Um, and so I just think that's important. I don't think... You know, it's it's not easy, but I think at the end of the day, the thing I, I would say to people who are listening to it is the only thing stopping you from doing it is just trying. 
And so if, if it means you're doing it while you're moonlighting or like you're like, you, you work a full-time job and you still do this, but yeah. you just started. And it's like, that was the hardest part for me. And once I got over that, like you get into a momentum, like everything else in life. And then it's still scary as shit or scary. Sorry. I'm going to stop. No, you're good. You can say as much as you want. Yeah. All right. Drop well, three more still, if you want. <laughs> yeah. uh, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's still scary, but like you, you just start to feel better and better about it every day. And I just think that's the thing is just get going. Yeah, new that's that's huge and you're right. Like I mean it doesn't stop being scary. Never stops being scary. But now let's talk about the actual app, right? I just registered, you know, I I got my login, I'm ready to go into the app. As the founder, how should I navigate it? Where do I start? You know, <laughs> what should I do? Who should I add to my wall, right? What like what what are your recommendations? I think it's um and this is sort of where the design came from. It's like, it's your sandbox. So I would ask you, like, what do you want as a fan of the sport? And like, where are you in the week? What are you doing? Like, we have communities of people who would be like yourself, right? Who are able to like interact and engage with your audience and help them connect with each other and like build a real authentic community. Go jump into some of those. Say hi to people. Find other people who share that same interest and passion as you. Like, I know a lot of people that I've talked to along the way who watch the sport alone because they don't share it with other people in their network. So meet, make friends. And if not, oh, like uh, explicitly, just like follow the conversation and see what other people are saying and feel like you're not alone in that experience. And then use the rest of the app to stay up on it. So we've got news and we send out alerts every day. We call it the fast five, but it's basically like we will go and find the big headlines um, and, and share that out with you because we want to make it really easy. But you know, there's so many other stories. So come in and find it that's curated to the the teams that you follow um, and then use it to play along with the experience. Like when it's the race is on, like we do predictions and we have prizes because we want you to feel like you're, you're sort of betting on the experience, even if you don't have to put money down um, and compete a little bit. And so it's just meant to be this thing where every day of the week, there's something for you, depending on what you're feeling at that time, because we just want to make it just stupidly easy to follow the sport. And then come into the app and, and we'll give you what you need when you need it. Okay. And, uh, you know, in terms of the news that I'm looking at, is that how much of that is, you know, your own copy? Like you're writing those articles. Is it most of it? Is it all of it? Are you sourcing it from different areas? How do you compile so much information? Yeah, it's the latter. I mean, it was, and that's the idea is like, we don't want, we want to be the platform to help make that experience better for you and make it easy and make it fun. Just like focus on the fun. Don't worry about the work. Like when I, with the UFC example, um, I remember one of the fights we were watching or we're going to watch. I was like, well, what's going on? Like what's, what are the narratives? Cause I, I had been working till two in the morning and like, I did not read any of it. And I felt like I had to do work to go out to Twitter and to all these websites to like find things. And it sounds kind of foolish, like go to Google, Greg, like whatever. But <laughs> Yeah, you've got to you've got to do that. What's what's newsworthy? What's not? What like there's so much fluff. Um, and so for us, it's we just want to make it really simple. And then news has evolved. It's not just what's in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it's what's in podcasts or it's what's on YouTube. And so we're trying to bring the big things that matter based off your interest and bring it to you all together in one feed. And then make it easy to share with friends or communities or whatever, because you don't have to leave the ecosystem. Okay. Now, what's your opinion on like meme content? Because that is now 
a subset of how we receive information, right? Uh, sometimes yeah. I'll see the meme before I see the headline, and then I'm going to go hunt down the headline. You know, um, you know, when you consider platforms, you know, big brands don't want that on their platforms, you know, we, but, you know, some car, pe- cars pe- car people love it. Where's mm-hmm. your stance on that? I mean, I think it's hilarious. Like, I... <laughs> As with everything, like you have to have humor in life because it's, if not, then, you know, what is matter? That's why I said to you, like, I, I love the site and I love the content because like the onion, I know, I know you had the national lampoon stuff, but the, the yeah, onion to yeah. me was what always stood out when I was reading it. And like, I just love that side of things. Like life can be dark or sad and like, you have to look at things in a bright, in a positive way always. Um, so yeah, I, I, like, I love it. I think there has to be a place for it or a way that you get it or a way that you let people, it's not just brands, it's people too. Like you might just want news, like tell me the facts. And so I think it has to come through in like the communities, for example, like if you go in and you want to talk to people and share the memes with your, your followers, like do it in that space and then people love it. Talk about it. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. And so I was in those spaces. I'm going to brag a little bit. I was lurking on fan app. Um, And I uh, shout out to uh, what is it? Uh, let me look it up here. Fan behavior. They had yeah. uh, they, in, in their little uh, base. They had an entry for pot ideas, and I saw yep. one of your comments. And so I thought I would steal it a little bit, but modify it just in case they picked that up. You okay. mentioned. Um, the 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 whole the premise of the idea was that we'd put names in a hat of team principals and drivers, and then you'd pick those names out. And your suggestion was see who is the better wingman pair at a bar. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I actually was like I'm like waiting to see what I said. And I thought that was hilarious. Dude. I, I thought it was so funny because it's like, yeah, I, I'm interested in, in kind of what's going on with them, you know, how that goes on. But I modified yeah. it a little bit, and I want you to give me your power rankings. Okay. For teams of drivers, you have to take both as wingmen. So the way you're going to rank them is who you would consider the best wingmen to the least wingmen. And that's Red Bull down to Alpha Tari. That's funny that Red Bull's kind of putting the bookends on the. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad. So, so pick the drivers. I, I was going to put Yuki as like the worst wingman because I feel like he's just like on his radio yelling. Oh, my and God. So that's I just, so funny. <laughs> that's it'd be like you walk up Al- to a bar with him and he screams. <laughs> yeah. And Alpha Tari is in last place. In, you know, the standings and now in the last place in your power rankings, which is hilarious. Yeah. All right. So we're going to put AlphaTari at the bottom. So they are at 10. Well, but I would separate that because I'd put Daniel Ricardo at the top because you could literally put him anywhere. And well, well, I guess it depends. Are you, is he wingmanning for me or for himself? No, for you. But do we count Ricardo? He's not driving right now. Do we count him? Uh, he'll be back in Austin. Yeah, that's true. He is back now at this point. You're right. Okay. So then, so, I, I, so I guess, so then we'd have to do, okay, let's do it this way then. Let's do okay. one driver representative per team. So okay. where do you put AlphaTari and you having to decide between Ricardo, Liam, and Yuki? But right now it sounds like Ricardo and Yuki. So I'm going to put Ricardo as the AlphaTari driver and I'm going to put him as the worst wingman possible. Oh, really? Not- no, no, not because because 
him wingmanning to me is going to go only one way. We're going to go out to a bar together. I'm going to leave alone and he's going to leave with the entire bar. So <laughs> in no way is that like, he's not wingmanning me. I'm wingmanning him. So, and I'm not even wingmanning him. I don't have to okay. do He doesn't have to do anything. Oh, my so God. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That tracks to me. Yeah, 100%. Right? Okay, yeah. So they're in last place still, you know, with Ricardo. What's your next move? Um, all right. Above that, I, I'm going to put Charles there as well. Like similar because every person I talk to is just like drooling over Charles. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's going to do me any favors. Okay, so Ferrari's at nine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think I'm gonna go to the other end of the spectrum. Okay. I think La- I think Lando would be a super fun wingman. I think you're right. You know, he gives me like him and Piastri give me like a night at the Roxbury vibes. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? You you just yeah. like you know you're gonna have a good night out. You have a couple tequila shots, and you're just like, all right, like, tonight's gonna be fun. We'll see where it goes. It's gonna be an adventure. You never know whatever happens, but I think it'd be really fun. All right. So McLaren at the top. And then I feel like Alex Albon as well would be similar. Like, I think he'd be a little bit more reserved, but like would be a fun, a fun guy to hang out with. So Williams at number two with Albon. Yeah. And then I'm going to put Aston Martin and Alonzo somewhere in the middle. Okay. I'm going to put them at five for now. Reason being, you ever watch um, It's Always Sunny? Yes. Do you know the like the wild card when Charlie's like the wild card? No, I don't remember that. No. They're selling they're like oil salesmen, I think it was that episode, and he like cuts the brake cable in the car and just like jumps out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, now I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. feel like I just feel like Alonzo is like gonna I, I don't know. I don't know him at all. <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like he's just gonna be like the wild card. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. That is true. I mean, he was like he did let that rumor of him dating Taylor Swift go on for way too long. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got Alonzo then. Um, that gives us Aston Martin at five. Uh, now the rest of it's going to be hard. Yeah. I feel like Lewis would be a good way, man. I feel like he, again, like just like be a fun energy. Um. I think he'd attract a lot of like interesting people around, right? Like he's always had that uh, like an artsier vibe or um, I don't know, just like different creatives. I th- and he's taken a different path, like with apparel and all these things that like, I just feel like he's always stood out with that to me at least. And so I, I think that that'd be a really cool experience and like you'd meet very interesting people. So I think that'd be fun. So he's that number three then he's your number yeah. three after Albon. Yeah, I don't know. Lewis, for me, he seems very laid back. And in that, like, he seems like a good hang, like a really fun hang. Mm. I have no concept on the wingman stuff, though. <laughs> no. Con- I mean, I feel like he would also clear a room. But I see him at number three. I see him at number three. All right. Uh, so now we're number four. Oh, God. Uh, I. What are we missing still? We're missing the... Alpines. We got Red Bull. Yeah, uh, Red the Bull. Alpines. Probably You've Max got... at four. I just think, okay. I don't know. He, I think he's got a fun, like humorous side to him. He's just like he shows up for business, and I feel like he'd like be fun to hang around with. And like if you poke him a prod him a little bit, he like gets into it. 
Yeah, I I, th- I thought you would have ranked them lower. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I yeah. have to put the like Alfa Romeo and the and the Haas guys down. I just I just don't see as much of their personality in a lot of the like the sort of like the the joke commentary. At least, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So the, so where do we put them? Where's Alfa Romeo eight? Uh, I well, Boltos has the mullet thing going on. I don't know. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe that is higher. He's maybe he should bullet. be four. Maybe, maybe he should replace Max. Oh, okay, okay. So I we got think, our first I think move. The mullet, I think the so mullet Max, would be good. Max goes down to six. Sure, I put Max at six, and Valtteri moves up to four. Okay, okay. I'm waiting for the like graphic to come on the screen afterwards, where it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and then we'll put we'll put Nico in seventh with the 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 Ken, uh, whatever Barbie haircut thing he had going on. Okay, okay. <laughs> and uh, number seven. And then Pierre would fill in the fill in the blank. Okay, Pierre. Yeah, he seems kind of a diva. <laughs> <laughs> So the Alpine. So your final power rankings are McLaren at number one with Lando, at number two Williams with Albon, at number three Mercedes with Lewis, at number four uh, Valtteri uh, with Alfa Romeo, and then Aston Martin at number five with Alonso, Red Bull at number six with Max, Haas at number seven with Nico, eight Alpine with Pierre, nine Ferrari with Leclerc, and ten. Alphatari with Ricardo. You feel good about that one? I don't feel good about going out with any of them because I again, <laughs> it's not going to end well for me. But sh- sure, yeah, yeah, that yeah, feels about yeah. right. <laughs> That's funny, man. That was actually you. You made that look a lot easier than it actually is. Uh, I think you came up with that quiz, that uh, that list, pretty solidly there, man. That was awesome. Who would, who would be your number one? Oh, my number one. Ah, oh, man. I intentionally didn't think about this when I was putting it together. I was like, don't do it. That's unfair. Um, and now I'm regretting it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Because yeah, yeah. I didn't know, by the way, yeah. for anyone listening. I had well, no that's idea. Well, why, that's, why that's why I kept it like I'm not going to think about it. I'm gonna, it's going to be an honest one-to-one. But then I now, I, I didn't, I, I, now I'm like, man, I should have thought about it. So I could have had an answer ready. But my number one, you know, like – Ricardo was going to be my number one, but mm. you made a very compelling argument on him being a like he's able to to sort of gravitate or have a gravitational pull. So who would be skilled with that? Not that much pull. I think it's going <laughs> to I think it's going to be Lando. I think we have a, a, the same number one, you know, <laughs> I didn't say it like that. Lando, all right. <laughs> I didn't say you don't have Paul. I no, just said he... no, I am not saying I am in no way saying these men don't have Paul because they have uh, they they are peak pulling. Right. You said I mean, it. It's, it's on video. You know, it's on video. <laughs> it's they're They're up at the top. I mean, we're splitting hairs here. It's like literal seconds in the race. Uh, but I'm going with Lando. I think he'd be a little more fun, kind of a little more back and forth, kind of, you know, include you in the conversation. I think yep. that's a that's a fair number one. Now, don't ask me for the rest of the list. I was going to ask you for your 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we have to get into the Motorhead Blitz. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> the competition portion of this game. 
And you've done well so far. In my books, you've already won. You know, this has been a great episode. Thank you for joining me, man. Uh, But now we're going to go through a true test. And the Motorhead Blitz is 10 questions, 1,000 points per question. And in the final question, you get to wager whatever earnings you've already banked. You can double up your money, bet 1,000, bet 2,000, Jeopardy rules. We all know it. And you get a chance at getting crowned King Motorhead if you are the highest score. Currently, King Motorhead is Tony, Tony Driven, with a thousand points. So you don't have a high a high mark to beat, man. But all these questions <laughs> are <laughs> all these questions are uh, current event questions. So everything's either in the news right now. Or hovering around social media, right? But they are automotive related, so it might be a little tricky. Yeah, yeah. So you read? I haven't read the current news, so yeah. Oh, you haven't? (laughs) No, we've had a yeah, we've had a long week. (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh man, this is okay. This is gonna be hard. This will be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. So with the first question, this former F1 executive recently pled guilty to fraud and fined six hundred and fifty million pounds. Your Bernie options Eccleston. are. Oh, okay. Wow. This is a multiple choice uh, game, but you went right for it. So you are banked with $1,000, sir. Is that right? You are correct. Yeah. Bernie Eccleston. Uh, What's up, Tony? Yeah, Let's go, just, baby. <laughs> he just pled guilty, tying Tony, or previous King Motorhead, on the first question. I will say, Tony also got the first question right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the former chief executive of Formula One pled guilty to fraud in London. Um, he was he got a 17-month sentence, uh, but it's suspended. And he's fined 650 million pounds, around 850 million dollars right now. He concealed a trust offshore worth 400 million pounds. He had a lot of false declarations. I mean, come on, guy, figure it out. You're rich. You don't need to do all this. Uh, but man, you got That's in trouble. That's why you hide it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, on to your second question. Let's see if you can go two for two. This F1 team is currently in last place. In the fastest pit stop award rankings, your options are Ferrari, McLaren, Williams, or Haas. Oh, God. I Ferrari, McLaren, Williams, Williams or, Haas? or Haas. I want to say Haas. Damn, two for two, sir. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. Haas is in last place in the fastest pit stop award rankings. The top three, Red Bull at number one with 436 points, Ferrari at number two with 360 points, and McLaren at number three with 307 points. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. I thought I was thinking um, like single time, like single pit stop time, not not total points. but Which is still a pretty those, – those are going to be – relatively equal right so slowest pit stop is probably going to have the lowest points but man good job you you. you got it you're two for two all right here we go question number three louisville metro government is suing these two asian car manufacturers after a surge in vehicle thefts interesting kia and hyundai honda and subaru Nissan Toyota. Hmm. 
I mean, this is a total. Uh, the Kia and Hyundai. Oh my God, man! You luck is on your side, sir. Wait, is that okay? Tell, well, that was literally can, complete I guess. Can, <laughs> I could tell that you were guessing. You hit it right on the dot. Maybe you're like subconsciously consuming the news. No, no, I'm because, using all my luck for this. That's exactly what it is. I'm using is it all on the show. That, <laughs> yeah, that is. I'm gonna a go problem. get struck by lightning t- later tonight. <laughs> I certainly hope not, man. I just met uh, you. Me like, give me a couple years, you know? Like, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Mayor Craig Greenberg announced a lawsuit against Hyundai and Kia uh, for placing profits over safety uh, by building and selling cars that are dangerously easy to steal. The LMPD says more than 2,100 Hyundais and Kias were stolen from January to July in 2023. Oh. That's a lot. So of people were then stealing it and crashing it? Uh, no, uh, I think they just use them for other crime, you know, miscellaneous mm. crime, but they're so easy to steal that now all criminals are criminals are targeting them. All right, man, you're three for three. You're solid here coming into question number four. This Honda is the most popular car in New York. The Honda Civic, the Honda CRV, the Honda Accord or the Honda Ridgeline. Honda Civic, Honda CRV, Honda Accord, or Honda Ridgeline? That's right. Um, this I'm having a clarification here. The CRV okay. is that is that the like the the uh, was it a crossover like the SUV one? Yeah, it's like the in between. It's like a small SUV. The crossover. You're right. Or the Honda Accord is the other one. Or the Honda Accord is the other one, which is a sedan, like a family okay. sedan. And then what were the other two? Sorry, I'm going to... Honda Civic and Honda Ridgeline. The Ridgeline is the truck. Okay. I... Oh, God. I'm going to... I think I'm going to go with the Civic. Oh, God. So let me tell you what I'm thinking about. I'll tell you what (laughs) I'm thinking. Yeah, let's work through it. I'm trying to think of what is going to be on the road a lot. Similar to like... um, I know the Toyota Camry is like the number one rideshare car. So all the drivers have Toyota Camrys. And I'm trying to think of what that is going to be. And I know this CRV is like a very popular car for it, especially for like Uber, um, like not black, but whatever, like the XLs. Right. And because drivers want to be able to go into both, they get it. We, I, I looked at a taxi company when I was on that sabbatical thing. So okay. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why it's, it's very weird that I even have this in my head. Yeah. I was gonna say you're a uh, trivia monster if you know that. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Uh, I want to say, uh, I'm going to go with the Civic. You finally got one wrong, man. No! And you were, oh, you were so close, too, because it is the Honda CRV. Uh, as surveyed by iccars.com, the most popular used car is the Nissan Rogue. Are those also used? Uh, do you see? Those uh, a lot? I don't think no, not nearly as much from what I gathered. Like the the yeah. Camry was like by far the number one car because it's like holds up well. Like drivers would get a ton of use out of it, and it was because there were so many of them. Like there's a lot of parts. I think. Yeah, man, I was 
certain you were going to get it. You were on the right track, man. I was certain. I should have stuck with my gut. Yeah, yeah. But you're three for four, which is really good. You still have 3,000 points, right? Going into question number five, Honda will unveil the electric sports car concept next month that is to be the successor to this model later this year. Your options are NSX, S2000, CRX, or Type R. They're announcing another model of one of these things. It's the it's like the spiritual successor because it's going to be electric, so it's not exactly the successor, successor, but it's going to be based on one of these cars. And what are the what are they again? The four N- NSX, S two thousand, CRX, Type R. Type R. Ugh. You missed another one, sir. It's the S two thousand. It's the S two thousand. Oh, that so was one I thought it was not at all. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So that one was far. That one hurts a little less. You still have three thousand <laughs> points. But Honda will unveil an electric sports car concept that is going to be the spiritual successor of the S two thousand, which a lot of us are excited about. Oh, duh, because yeah. it's. I should thought. Well, is the S for sport in the S two thousand, or is this a dumb question? Yeah, that 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 would have been a clue for sure. Yeah. Okay. But nice I mean, nice. yeah, it's it. <laughs> no, it really would have been a clue. Um, but you would have to know that the S and S two thousand means that. So that's that. That was the problem. But well, that seems more sensible than just winging it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should. Yeah, yeah. But you still have three thousand points. You're three out of five. Going into question number six, Subaru dropped this new enthusiast focused trim. The WRX GT. The WRX STI, the WRX TR, and the WRX Limited. Do these letters like like mean something to you? I, I when you said TR, I thought trim, and then I heard limited, which makes me think it's like, ooh, this like they're dropping this special thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the rest of it's just like acronyms that I have no idea about. <laughs> so we're gonna wing. I'm gonna go with the. The TR. You got it right, sir. Yeah, the TR is being released. Congratulations. It's another 1,000 points. Does that it's stand just, for trim? <laughs> it does not stand for trim. I actually don't know what it stands for, if I'm being honest. I would miss that trivia question. But I do know <laughs> it comes with the Brembo brake package, larger calipers and rotors, 19-inch wheels, stiffer springs, revised dampers, a retuned steering rack, whatever that means. And it comes with no moonroof which sounds counterintuitive, um, but no, that's performance for you. Um, it's not damn. much. It's weird that they made so much noise for this trim, but you got it right, man. So now you are four for six with 4,000 points. Going into question number seven, this EV manufacturer has reported that it's losing $33,000 per car. Your options mm-hmm. are Tesla, Fisker, Lucid, or Rivian. I'm going to need like Jeopardy songs or something. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking Lucid or Rivian. Uh, I wish I could give you uh, a lifeline, but I don't have that as part of the rules. Yeah, and I I don't know who I would phone. They wouldn't pick up. (laughs) (laughs) 
my, I don't have any friends. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Lucid. Ooh, no, sir. And the reason why I reacted that way is because I heard the R. Was I it heard Rivian? the R. It was Rivian. Yes, the answer is Rivian. Uh, the least expensive Rivian cost seventy four thousand eight hundred dollars, and it's still being sold at a loss of thirty three thousand, which is wild. Jesus. Their yeah. CEO just told their engineers find a way to cut forty grand out of these cars. I really? Just, yeah, do it. I don't want. I wouldn't want that job. Why? That like, is an intense uh, job. Where? Like, where do you think it's going to come from? Um, they're prob- you're probably going to get less features. You're probably going to get a lot cheaper material. It's a-, a lot of the problems that you heard early on for Tesla and some of their build quality issues were due to this type of stuff. So that's mm. what's going to happen. They'll probably look for some more efficient, uh, you know, manufacturing processes. I mean, that's, that world is always evolving, but there's only so much they'll be able to get from that. And, you know, a lot of it is outsourced so that they can't control it. Um, but they're probably worked on contracts for, you know, semiconductors and all that stuff to, you know, make them cheaper. But most of the time they're sacrificing the quality of the materials to get there. I don't see, I mean, they'll, they'll probably come up with some new designs that are cheaper, cheaper to manufacture, but I, to do this in the immediate, you're talking about a four year, five year time frame to develop a car and kind of change the way it looks dramatically versus taking weight out of a car that already exists. So yeah, that's how I would think. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. That's man. wild. Have you ever driven one? I have never driven one. Have you? No, I, I've seen like one on the street. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you it. about that. Like how, like how, how many EVs per 10 cars are you seeing on the road? Uh, here, not a lot. Well, uh, well, Maybe I'm seeing them and I don't know, so let's caveat that. Um, yeah. But I know what a Tesla looks like. Um, and th- and that's that. Those count because I'm curious about that too. I I would say like you see Teslas like often enough. You probably see one a day at least, like just driving down the road, like with it being New York. And I think there's more charging stations or like I know I know there's a push from New York City around it, but they're still trying to figure out where do they put all these charging points and. You have to get the approvals and Con Ed is involved with. So anyway, there's a lot involved with that. Um, But I think, again, like you see a lot of cabs or Ubers because that's effectively what you have in New York or trucks or people coming in from from outside the city commuting in. I don't think you see a ton of it. Okay, yeah, because out here they're all over the place. I mean, I would say three out, out of 10. I mean, it's crazy how many how many you see out here at any given point. But you are four for seven, sir. Still have 4,000 points. You didn't get that one. You almost had it. I heard the R, man. I heard it. I should have done it. Yeah, I should have dropped it. But now on to question number eight. To celebrate the solar eclipse, Rolls-Royce will release a special version of this model. Your options are Dawn, Ghost, Wraith, or Phantom? (laughs) As someone who is nowhere near the level of owning a Rolls Royce, <laughs> yeah, uh, Phantom. Ooh, it's a ghost. Oh, it's that was good. Oh, yeah. I need to trust my gut more. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I'm, I'm so glad you said what you said because, like, when there's an eclipse, you and I go outside. Rich people buy cars. Apparently, that's oh, yeah, wild yeah, yeah. to me. Like, oh, the yeah, they're and they're dropping a Rolls Royce Ghost Eclipse in special copper paint. 
with Mandarin orange accents. Only 25 are going to be made, and they've already been sold. So Mm. whoever bought them probably wants to watch the eclipse from the car, which is, I mean, it's it's what I would do if I. How much? How much do they? How much were they? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I mean, you're talking. You're Mm. probably talking like, I don't know, six hundred thousand to a million somewhere in that range. Easy, easy, Easy. yeah, (laughs) yeah, easy, easy, yeah. All right, you're four for eight, four thousand points. You still get to bet as much money as you want on the final question. But as of now, you're still tracking to be King Motorhead, so keep that in mind. All right, question number nine. The NFL's newest sponsor is this Japanese automotive brand. Toyota, Subaru, Honda, or Mazda? The NFL's newest sponsor is this Japanese brand. And what are they sponsoring? And the NFL. They they actually were sponsoring like le- uh, local teams and kind of at the regional level, but now they are an That's official NFL sponsor. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Toyota. Got it right on the head, sir. Back nice. in the money. Toyota has signed up to be the league's official automotive sponsor. It's crazy because you're right. Toyota has sponsored a ton of other teams. I thought it would be weird for them to now move into the NFL, but it's a logical progression when you think about it. And I might've given yeah. away that answer. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you are at 5,000 points now, sir. And you are five for nine going into the final question. And I will remind you that on this question, you can wager as much as you want out of the bank you currently have. So if you bet all 5,000, it's as if you got perfect score on the quiz if you do a couple thousand, you have something in the bank left. You know, uh, how much do you want to wager, if anything at all? Can you do it in fractions, or it's got to be the like thousands? Um, I mean, th- yeah, you can do fractions. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we do uh, what's it? Uh, f- uh, three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. Okay, so three thousand one week. <laughs> Give <Yeah>. me one week. <laughs> yeah, three ninety nine. Okay, here we go. So you are you have secured your King Motorhead position with this bet, but there is potential to make it harder for the next guy. So your next question: This American automotive brand could have a car in F one thanks to Andretti. Uh, your options. Go ahead. Ford, Cadillac, Chevy, or Dodge? Uh, this this is going to be so stupid if I get this wrong. Uh, So (laughs) my my brain went to – I'm not saying this is my answer. My brain went to Ford, but they're the ones that partnered with Red Bull for the engine. Uh, So it's Cadillac. You got it, sir. You got it, sir, for 8,999 points and <laughs> crowned as the new King Motorhead of 91 Octane. Greg, dude, congratulations, and thank you thank so you. much thank for coming you. up on coming on the show. It was so much fun, man. This is such a good episode. We're going to have to have you on again. I meant it when I said you're our, our official F1 correspondent. Uh, I love it. I'd love to come back. This has been awesome. Yeah, I, dude. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, no. Um, any, you know, we're wrapping up here. Any last words? Anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to tell to the people? You know, anything you want to drop? Uh, first, I guess, would be apologizing for not knowing anything about cars. Dude, I'm no, so sorry no. if I've, <laughs> no, I, um, I, honestly, I had a blast. I love it. I, I love the content that you guys put out, um, and all the work that goes into it. I think it's, it's, it truly is awesome. Um, for anyone who's big into, for Formula One, who wants to check out the platform, we would love to have you be part of the community. If you're going to any of the races, like DM me, like we do meetups at all the races. We'll be in Austin. Well, when we're recording this, it's before Austin. So we'll be down there for the race at Vegas, but also around the world. Um, we would just love to have you as part of the community and, and send me your thoughts, advice, uh, feedback. Yeah, just come come join us because it's an awesome community and it's an awesome platform and we only want to make it better and better. So Yeah, yeah. So check them out at join underscore fanamp. Uh, make sure you're following them on social media. Go to the website, download the app. I know I have. I'm on it right now. I'm lurking. I'm planning for more. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming, man. Thank you for the kind words. That is our episode. You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send an emails, info at 91octane.com. Any last words, Greg? No. See you guys at the track. Have a good night.